Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yo, I wish I can get Mace to clear that for me. But welcome back. It's your boy, your local neighborhood therapist, licensed social worker, licensed clinical social worker, Trey, back for a new episode of our podcast. And we're not going with the old name no more. I don't know if you've seen, we had a rebrand, we had a, a name shift. We'll talk about that today. But welcome back. It's now the G Taylor Show. The G Taylor Show. Everybody get used to that, um, obviously, and that's going to be our new name going forward. Um, it's been a minute since I recorded that podcast. About a month or so, I did one on social entrepreneurship and, and um, just uh, social work entrepreneurship, right? Um, so, so talk about that. going to talk about where we're going forward today um, as far as with the podcast, the brand, the businesses, talk about what I've been up to for the past couple of months. Um, and then just everything in between some things that, you know, have popped up in my mind. So it's going to probably be kind of a, a random episode, but also like an episode that just kind of all over the place. So vibe with me. So, um, hope that everybody, um, weeks, weekends, weeks, months, last part of the year has been, you know, first, well, first, second quarter of the year have been well, hope that you've been, you know, doing your thing and go, indulging and, Things that you want to indulge in, challenging yourself, getting some rest, practicing good self-care, you know, all that. Make sure you continue to subscribe to the podcast. The G Taylor Show is still available on all your streaming platforms, wherever you listen to, on your DSPs, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Google. I'm trying to get on Amazon. I got to figure that thing out real quick. Um, still subscribe, you know what I'm saying? And we'll see about YouTube. YouTube is up, but I just, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that just yet. Um, cause that's going to be the video pieces of it, but yeah, man, everything's good. So let's talk about what I've been doing <laughs> for the last couple of months. Um, I don't think I said anything. I, um, now have become an assistant professor, um, if you follow my social media, you know, but I don't know if I'm a podcast, but I'm assistant professor and I'm teaching at the university level in a master's program at an HBCU called Virginia State University, Hell State. Um, and so I've been there. I've been doing that since January. Our semester just ended. And man, how much um, how much learning curve that has been while trying to balance a family while trying to balance my business, my private practice, my, my other stuff that I do, my book release. And not to mention, man, I got sick two times this semester um, or the last five months. That's unheard of me. Um, soon as I started um, teaching, um, my whole house came down with COVID. I had COVID my first, like I had got COVID right after the first class that I had. And that was a, a struggle. And it took me some time to get back from that. Then the whole house had COVID. My daughter, my, my son, my wife. Shout out to my son. My son's going to be one year old next month, man. I mean, ne next week. Sorry. Next week in seven days, man. Time is flying by. But, yeah, man, that's how I started the semester off. And, um, you know, it's but – and then I ended the semester. I had strep throat. <laughs> so I started the semester off with COVID. And then I ended the semester with strep throat along with my whole house was being, you know, sick as well, man. So this has been a challenging last five, six months. It's been a challenging time in business um, as well um, because, you know, 
adding in this new space and then dealing with so much sickness and, um, you know, trying to take care of a household. So it's a new territory right now, but it is finally over. Um, I have, you know, did teaching. Teaching is new. I love teaching. I did not know I was going to love being in the classroom so much and working with my students. Um, and it's just been a blessing to be able to impart my wisdom um, and, and my experience to these these black students of which um, so they getting you know, comfortable to know what social work is. And um, I'm so thankful and happy that I got the opportunity um, to be called to teach um, these students. And one of the things that I've always told myself when I got into the field of social work is that I was like, you know what, I know I can't do all this by myself, but how do I encourage, how do I um, influence more black students to come into the field of social work? And it's a tough field. I'm not going to be you know, honest with you. It's going to be very, it's a tough field, but it can be done. And, um, you know, I found my, I found my answer, right? And it's at the university level, man. And I'm just um, happy to be there. It's like for the first time um, in a social work position that I've had. And if I knew this, I probably would have probably went to academia um, early. And I know everybody's experience with academia is not the best. Um, but, you know, I love my, my, my university at this point. I love my department. Um, I feel at home there. And it's like the first time that I've ever been employed via social work or any of my jobs where I felt at home. You know what I'm saying? From a from top down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, usually, you know, from a... You know, I have I've always had great coworkers in every job that I've had, um, and that made jobs bearable because my coworkers were so amazing from every job. But um, from but then it's hard sometimes because leadership or administration might not be on the same page as you. You know what I'm saying? Or they're not on the same page of what you're trying to do in that in that space. And I really feel like from a department level, man, and my colleagues that I'm working with. They're just um, amazing and wonderful people, and they they share the same vision and values and mission that I do, and it's just been a, such a great fit. So much so, man, you know, it's crazy because, like, you know how some of us as social workers and mental health professionals, we've been in certain toxic work environments for so long that we are always on defense um, when we get into new spaces, and I found myself doing that a lot. Um, in this in this new role, because I was just like, oh man, well they're gonna say this or they're gonna say that, or and it's like just, and I kept finding myself doing that, and I was like, man, like how much <laughs> in my like my my chair, who's you know a black man, and he's he's super cool, and my director, who's um, a black woman, who's also a family friend, we grew up together pretty much, or families knowing each other for so long, like it was like, nah, this is different. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, man, but I, I just feel like because of my experiences in these space and like social work spaces or mental health space has been so toxic at times, especially from administration or from leadership that I'm always on defense and I'm, I'm always, I'm it's like, it's like I'm, I'm never settled and I'm always planning my exit. And that's not the case this time around, man. I, I felt so happy, you know, as a result of that. And I feel like, man, that's what you should always be in. Um, that's where you should always be, um, in, in the, in your work environment, you know what I'm saying? Working for a place you shouldn't be, you should be comfortable there and you should be able to say, I can set up a future here. You know what I'm saying? Versus, well, now nah, I got to prepare my exit or I got to keep one foot in and one foot out, man. And I understand protecting yourself, you know, playing defense with that. But, you know, for the first time, it feels good to just not be playing defense for a minute and just be okay with where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
so that was dope, man. Shout out to my department, man, Department of Social Work of Virginia State University, man. We um we're doing some great things down there, man. And shout out to the students. Shout out to the uh, BSW seniors who are graduating um on Saturday, man. It's a great time right now. I feel very, very um I feel very fulfilled working here right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just happy to be here and, you know, be a part of this academic journey for these new students in the social work space and to empower them to know that they are, they can be social workers and they belong in this field. And like I told them, I was like, look, man, I'm going to pass this baton to y'all. I'm going to, I'm going to relax and fall back at some point. You know what I'm saying? So I want y'all to take this, what I've, you know, gaining knowledge and take that and run with it and do your own thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'll be there to support, but I'm, I'm going to fall back at some point. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's been good, man. It's been good. Um, Learned a lot, and like I said, um, facilitating and teaching kind of go hand in hand. Um, really full surface moments around just helping my students write, knowing that I wasn't the best writer um, coming in through school and just, you know, helping them along the way. And it's a lot of full circle moments, man. Um, even with the BSW students, uh, I teach MSW students, but the BSW students that's graduating, like, you know, just – being around and seeing them being happy and prepared for graduation and getting to that finish line. I was like, man, that was like 12 years ago for me and dating myself a little bit, but that was 12 years ago, you know, where I was finally got my bachelor's in psychology and, you know, was like, okay, what's next, you know, and where do we go from here? And then are we going to grad school and what does that look like? And so, um, I'm just excited to see, you know, the opportunities of these, these new new social workers coming in. And then also when they do, they hopefully they do get their MSWs, then what other changes can they, you know, put into place as well for the field of social work, but as black social work students as well and black social workers. And I just think that there is a segment of new social workers that are coming in that, that do want to make some change. But from us, some of, from some of us who are OGs now, I'm coming up, I've been in the field eight years post-grad eight years coming up probably in two weeks but um and that's a long time to be in the field um but I'm coming up on 10 years in the field so it's like you know we got to pass that baton but we also got to support and and not gatekeep either you know what I'm saying and, and give them the game on how to navigate this thing and stuff that we've went through you know what I'm saying I don't want them to go through the same stuff we went through you know what I'm saying and you seeing that right now it's happening at the national level you know lags and all that stupid stuff with the exam but you know they looking up to us now <laughs> you know what I'm saying so uh I just want to make sure that you know I'm in a good space and I'm, my colleagues and everybody in a good place to help them transition not just in academia but also post academia and post grad things like that but yeah man so I've been doing that that's been a that's been a blessing um I'm super excited going forward, um, and also we're in, we're a program that's building, and so I love to be on the space of building something from the ground up, um, so that can flourish. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, man, shout out to Virginia State University, bro, Department of Social Work, man. That's what we're doing. We out here. Um, we are looking for adjuncts, <laughs> so let us know. Apply for the adjunct. I think I posted on my LinkedIn and my Twitter. Um, we're all looking for adjuncts um, and full-time professors as well. So doing that. Um, the the transitional period, you know, was all but interesting too. Being self-employed, working from home, or having, when I did have my office last year, you know, I was by myself. And I think one thing we don't talk about in self-employment is like you, sometimes if you're not, you know, with somebody else or you're in a building with somebody else, like, you know, you by yourself and it can get kind of lonely um, but it can also get kind of isolated. So, you know, 
my coworkers typically have been the walls and my, my dog, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? So that was a good transitional period to get back in the space of um, being around colleagues and other uh, professionals. Took me a while to get to that. Probably took me like three, four months to get back acclimated to that because for at least a year and a half, I had been by myself and removed from those office settings. And so that was a big, I would say, honestly, y'all, that was the biggest transitional period for me was getting back acclimated to office settings um, and colleagues. And I'm not just saying like um, being around them and, and being anti, but just being social, um, checking in with like different groups and meetings like this after time, like after time, like after five, whatever, and just being social again. And I had noticed that for a period of time, I have become very, very reclusive. And I'm going to talk this and go into my other kind of um, conversation later on. But um, I noticed going in for the last couple of months, I had been more isolative and recluse. And I was bothered by it. And my wife spoke up to it about it a little bit. And I said something. I was like, I'm like, I'm like I don't want to go out and be social. I don't want to go out and do this. I don't want to be like that. And to a extent i'm still that way in the office but i'm more present um and just at least try to be more present at different activities or different things that you know may not be mandatory but you know let's show up and be around and i really think someone said okay what's the toughest thing you had to deal with when in in teaching or getting acclimated it was transitioning to balancing business private practice and um you know now teaching full-time but the biggest one was getting back socially, getting back to that environment socially. Big, big, big transition that I did not know was going to be a major factor for me. And so that was, um, yeah, that was interesting. That was very interesting. Um, and so, but obviously I worked through it. I got through it. I've been more social. I've been trying to attend more things and, um, you know, and then you grow with your students, so it makes it easier too, as well. But it took me a while to get back into that social space that I typically am in when I'm working at different places. Like I am, I make good friends, I make good employee, you know, colleagues. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm not like a person that removes himself from things. I, I I I do value my relationships when I'm in those settings. But man, that was a major transition for me. So um. You know, and, and, and what I learned, too, from business, and, and, and we'll talk about this today as well, social entrepreneurship, trying to figure out where I'm going to go with that. But where who is your core people, right, like your networking group to keep you, you know, on, on, the, on the up and up or stable? And then how does that show up in your work? Um, and, and honestly, I got to be real with myself. I got to be real with myself. Got to be real with myself. I got to take this. You know, I got to think. I got to really be real with myself. So much has happened <laughs> between 2020 and 2023. And I think one night, one evening, I was up watching a game and was getting sleepy, but I realized something God revealed to me that from 2022 to 2023, there have been so many drastic changes that, you know, there has been things happening, getting things done so quickly and fast um, and new transitions that there has not been enough time. 
to sit back and relax. And so I, I dropped my new book, Refresh Journey, Find Peace. Y'all make sure y'all go cop that. Um, still available on Amazon right now, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. We started 2022 writing, me and Saint, writing Refresh Journey, Find Peace. In the midst of that, I was traveling for speaking engagements and then preparing for a newborn. And I prepared for a newborn, my, my son, now we go from one child to two children. That's a new shift in transition, right? He's going to be one next week. You know, my, my daughter's moving from preschool to kindergarten, and then she's going to school with my wife now. And then my practice, my business kind of slows down because I have no choice because I have this maternity, paternity time, maternity time, whatever. And then, you know, things shift from that place to like, okay, well, what are we doing with the business? Where are we going? How are we going to, you know, staying up at night, dealing with a newborn again six years later? And then, you know what I'm saying, this position comes out of nowhere from, you know, teaching, just the thing I wanted to do, just the thing I wanted to get in, get into because I wanted to get into more teaching and consulting. And boom, it just happened so quickly. And so I have to, I, it, it all hit me one night and I was like, man, you know what? I probably, like, I really haven't had a chance to kind of sit back and really, you know, relax because things have been moving so quickly. Albeit, maybe my fault, Right. Or then other times, just things were happening, right? So, as a result of that, right, because I really, they, they, there were some struggles. And I tell people all the time, there, I really struggled, you know, from the summertime through October, November-ish, um, getting my, and then I threw a, you know, I released my book in October and threw a book release party. Like, I did a lot of things, man. Um, but um, I there was a, I really had a tough time going through the summer and the fall with, you know, my son and, and getting, you know, that whole no sleeping thing, you know, sleep deprivation type stuff. That was real. You know what I'm saying? That was real, man. And so um, finally getting some of that back because he's sleeping through the night now. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's still, as I look back on that, that was some of the things that was happening. Now, the result of that, right, was, and we're going to talk about something I did the other day uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, as a result of that, I was less social. So I had to force myself to be more social with people. Um, even my closest partners and my friends, right? I still talk through texts and stuff like that, but there are period of times where I remove myself. And I've a couple of times I jumped off social media, um, to kind of get myself together, get my thoughts back together. Um, and I've been less social in the last month, couple months, been getting back to that. But that was, I was started seeing that. And I was like, man, I got to get that back because I'm not, that's not Trey, right? That's not Trey. And then I realized, too, that I was being super uh, pessimistic, just, you know, getting caught up in the business aspect of everything and just really wasn't happy with life at times. Just was just going through the motions and making sure that, like, say, okay, everything's about business, everything about business, everything about business, everything about branding, everything, about, like, just super hyper-focused on that. And um, I, 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 one day, again, God revealed to me, he was like, yo, this is not, what are you doing? This is not you. I need you to enjoy yourself and enjoy life and be a little bit more happy. And what was happening was that, again, the same stuff I talked about years prior, my energy affects the household, right? And so if I'm coming in with this mindset, I'm more pessimistic. I'm not laughing. I'm not joking. I'm not, you know, kicking and kicking no more like I used to, which I wasn't. I was like, that affects the household. That affects me. And I was like, yo, that's not me, yo. Let me change my my approach to this thing, man. Let me change my approach to what was going on and what I was feeling. And um, 
I started doing that, and I was like, yeah, let me get back to me. I haven't laughed in a bit. Of, I haven't joked. I haven't been free. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a good space in my life. You know what I'm saying? Might not be where I want where I want to be at, but I'm in a great space. The things that just, just have happened over the last six to eight months have been amazing. Nobody else, you know, nobody just doesn't have these things happen. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to really, you know, pep talk myself, change some things up by myself, which leads me to the other thing where I can woke up one day and I said, I'm going to stop missing out on opportunities to get out and do stuff or missing out on opportunities because they're not something that I really, really want to do. It's still an opportunity experience. So this leads me to kind of that self-care, being mindful of how you approach life type thing, but also just being aware, self-aware of what really is happening in the moment with you in your life, right? And how you are viewing life. And so one of the things I told myself after all this is happening and I'm like just really just being really not myself, I said I'm not going to continue, I'm not going to continue to um miss out on opportunities or things that I would like to do, but I maybe not have the money to do or I may not feel like going because I'm too tired or I didn't sleep enough last night or um, I'd rather just sit in the house all day because I've gotten acclimated to sit in the house. I bought my house. I love my house. I will sit in my house all day. And don't let me finish my basement. Y'all probably would never see me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of glad the basement ain't finished yet. But, you know, I love my house and I built my house to be home. I don't mind being home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But a part of me, me being home also makes me more reclusive and I don't be as social as I should be. Um, and so I said, I'm not going to continue to be that way. I'm going to take approach the opportunities and I'm going to get out and do stuff. So what happens when I say that, right? Probably like the day or two later or the same day. I can't remember. Y'all know I'm really big into cars and I haven't been into cars the way I used to because, you know, just circumstances and life circumstances or whatever. So I said, well, so I got an I got a, a email and um from uh, BMW and this tour called M Town Tour um was coming down to Richmond. And what it is is pretty much all of their new M cars, which is their performance division. Um they're bringing them to one of the dealerships in in Richmond. And if you sign up, you get the test drive them. And I was like, "Oh, man. And it's free, right? It's free." And I said, man, you know, as much as I love cars and much as I love BMWs, um, I'm going to go ahead and sign up for this. So I signed up for it immediately, right? And my bad to my homeboys because I didn't know I could bring homeboys. But my bad to my cousin and my homeboy Josh because I was supposed to bring them. <laughs> but it didn't. Anyway, so I signed up for it. And it was like probably like two, three weeks ago. Um, but this came out like maybe January. Like, man, I don't know. February, March came out around that time. And um, I said, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go and um and said I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that right and um there were some other things that I wanted to do but I'm still preparing for you know what I'm saying that I just kind of set the intention for earlier in the year and it's like when I set that intention everything did not go according to plan you know what I'm saying and um still trying to pick up the pieces around that but it looks it still looks promising but at one point it did not it did not look promising I was like yo this is the first time I've set an intention for self-care of setting attention to put this at the forefront and it's the first time I do it it goes haywire meaning that you know what I'm saying there was issue 
I got COVID the first point of time, you know, first part of the year. I haven't had COVID this whole entire pandemic, y'all. I promise y'all. This is the first time I got COVID, 2023. In the three, four years it's been around, I never got COVID until 2023. And that's even with my wife getting it one time before. So, so yeah. So, I go, right? And let me tell y'all something. We're going to pivot right here to M-Town Tour. Um which is, you know, if you don't like cars or you don't want to listen about cars, then you can skip forward. You know what I'm saying? Or you can, you know, do you can go ahead about your business. So I I take the day. So on Thursday, I go drive to Richmond to go drive the M the M cars, right? And I'm taking video, taking pictures, telling my homeboys or whatever. And um I was so excited, man. I was so excited. But I'll tell you this, I almost didn't go. Because it was Thursday, it was the end of the semester, I was tired, and I was like, man, I just want to sit here and just chill. Doing my same old thing. I just want to sit here and chill and not do anything. And um, I said, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go. Well, I'm going to push myself to go. So I pushed myself, went went on down there, you know, made sure my truck was clean. You know what I'm saying? When I went down there, because I, I have a BMW X5, I was like, make sure this truck is clean. Got down there, man, jumped, man, hopped in the car like I was like a little kid, man, jumped in there and drove, man. They drove. And so they had, it's for my car guys, but y'all can go look them up if y'all want to. They had the BMW um, XM, which is a hybrid um, hybrid BMW vehicle, um, smaller SUV. And it was in this, like, this light green, bluish with gold accents. And the interior was immaculate. Um the new BMWs, man, their infotainment system, man, which is their um, their screen, their um, speedometer, it's all intertwined now. It's one big screen. The um, gear shifter and the buttons on the gear panel right there now is, is so fluid and clean now. Everything about this truck was amazing. But it was a hybrid. I call it a souped-up hybrid, and that's the first one I drove. And so if you know anything about BMWs, it's their new hybrid vehicle that they have. Amazing car. Um, drove that, and it was one of those things where, like, you drove, you hit it, it takes off, but then also when you had a light and stop, it goes to electric. It's about 30 miles to the uh, electric battery for that, that hybrid vehicle if you wanted to tap into that, but it does not a lot of range for electric. But power rise, I think it was pushing about four or 500 horses. They have a, another one that's coming out that's pushing about 700 horses, but this this whole movement of putting, pairing, electric motor with a gas motor um is the new wave and you're seeing a lot of the companies do that along with a lot of companies just going strictly full electric as well bmw is no stranger to the electric model they had the i3 and the i8 prior you know a couple years ago i think they scrapped the i3 the i3 was uh i8 still fire always remember the i8 coming out when um Mission Impossible 3, uh, 4, I believe, was coming out, and they had it in that, and I was like, yo, that's crazy. Um, but now they have a whole fleet of electric vehicles, and we'll talk about that as well. And so that was the first one I drove, and I was like, yo, this is an amazing vehicle. Very expensive vehicle, $150,000. Um, will not be touching that unless you know Joe Biden um, decides to you know, cancel my student loans because I have enough student loans to afford it, but I don't have enough money to afford the car yeah anyways um so next up so they had 
two or three of the the um xms right and this is the bmw xm you can go look it up if you want to on bmwusa.com bmw if you're listening i'm always down for a sponsorship and i'm always always down for car reviews and test driving cars so i'm your guy if you're listening anyways um so we moved on from that M-Town tour. There's a bunch of, couple guys out there, whatever. And you could talk to the people that was there and have conversations with them about the cars and the vehicles and stuff like that. So the XM is the bigger hybrid model, not to be confused with the iX. The iX is the full electric one. It's a smaller car. It did not have that one out there. So um, I go, I jump into the i4. The i4 is BMW's fully electric car sedan smaller probably the size of the three series or the four series um and i drive that and i drive that and for somehow some reason um i took videos and pictures of this on my instagram tiktok whatever you can go look at them but i drive the i4 and the i4 right for some i don't even know how they do this but the i4 is a very 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 um amazing daily vehicle right um fully electric i'm not sure the the, um how many miles you can go with the electric on that battery because it's fully electric i want to say about 300 but um it's not a tesla and that's what i told the guy now i've driven i've driven a tesla one of my homies has a tesla um tesla feels like a tesla but this bmw i4 does not feel like an electric vehicle Somehow, some way, BMW has still made this car that's fully electric feel like a BMW. And I tell people all the time, yes, BMW are luxury cars. Yes, they're a lot to work on. But right now, any car that you go buy right now has high maintenance and it's going to be expensive to buy. So we can dead that argument now. Um, but BMWs, when you drive a BMW, it is very hard to go back to other vehicles to drive them. Because it's a different driving experience. I'm not saying that because they are the ultimate driving machine. But I, there is a distinct difference when you drive a BMW versus driving everything else. And I've driven a lot of cars. From Hondas to Nissans to, you know what I'm saying, Pontiacs to Acuras to everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Toyotas. Like, I've driven everything. And so, I don't know how they did it, but they did it. Does not feel like an electric car. Now, wait for that. I was super excited. I was talking to one of the guys. He has an M4, which is um, M car, four series. He's out there. We rapping about it. And I said, man, look, I got this and that. He was like, man, I've like, I never driven an M car before. BMW community, you know, the M cars are just different, right? Um, their flagship is the M3. So that was the last one, the Volt Green M3. And that was probably one of the fastest most amazing cars I've ever driven in my life. Um, it's one of those things where you don't, um, you don't, you could drive it as a daily and be fine. But if you get down on it, it's going to ask you, are you okay? If you want to do this, because it will get down and perform. It's, it's, and I've driven three series before I have a three thirty Oh five. I've driven the three forty. Um, I've driven three thirty I've driven, all of these cars except the M340. I haven't driven that M340 yet. But driven 5 Series. I've driven 535, 550. I've driven all of these BMWs. I have an X5. I know what power feels like in a BMW. 
I don't know what empower feels like. And that is different. Night and day difference. Tell my cousin all the time. He was like, man, you sure can be down. No, it's, it, it is a car. It's a night and day difference between that M3 and a 340. Night and day difference. And um, and I just, you know, I, I had so much fun. I was down on Broad Street in Richmond. If you know anything about Richmond on West Broad Street where we was at and driving down there on Parham and stuff like that. I wish I could have took it back on 95. Um, that would have been amazing. But it handles so well. It shifts so clean. It handles. It just. It's just so much refined power and horsepower and driving in this vehicle. And so, I know people don't care about driving like that or cars like that. You know what I'm saying? So again, if you want, don't like this part, you can skip over it. But man, this was amazing. And so, um, talking to my wife about it, man, she was like, "Yo, I'm glad that you went. You know, something that you love to do." And, you know, you love about the cars. I'm telling her about the cars, you know what I'm saying, telling all my homeboys about the cars, you know what I'm saying. And so the, the difference is I just, I'm just super excited like a kid, man. That thing had me on a high for a while. And I said to myself, I said, you know what, Trey, you need to do more of this, right, you know, and you need to take these opportunities. This is a free opportunity, so it didn't cost me nothing but some gas to get down there to do it. And, um, you know, you got to take more advantage of these opportunities. And so I said I was going to continue that to do that. And, and every time in-town tour come into, come into town, I'm going to be there front and center. This time I'm going to take my homeboys, man. But, um, you know, it's just an amazing experience to drive these cars, you know, in public. And then, you know, without the, none of the BMW guys, they, let, they, just, they just let you drive them. And so, um, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. Um, and I want to do more of that. And, um, you know, I just want to get more back involved in my car scene a little bit. And that even led me to, you know, cleaning up my truck more because cleaning my truck more is something I used to, I used to clean my car every Friday, y'all. Every Friday after class, when I get back up the road, I'm cleaning my car, I'm shooting back down to Richmond. So, you know, obviously things change, you know, you have a career, you got family, you know, things change. You got to figure out, you know, different things. But I bought a power washer for a reason. You know what I'm saying? A power washer is to let me clean my truck easier and quicker and faster. So, you know, it's it's just those little things and um, those things that help keep you you. Because the business and the grind, the, the career, the professionalism, the credentials, that's going to be there. That's going to be always something for that to be done. Right. But, you know, can't negate the little moments, the little experiences that can come and go as it pleases. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so, and some of I mean, be honest with the credentials can come and go as well. The professional career can come and go as you want to, but let's be honest, helping profession, there's always going to be somebody to help. You know what I'm saying? There's always going to be a fee to pay to get your license reinstated. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be, and hopefully we're going to remove the exam, but there's always an exam in the past to get your license. Right. Some of these moments, like I was talking to the M-Town guy who was brought him down there. They took the M-Town tour away because this is the first time I heard of it. Um, and they took it away for the COVID situation. So that could have easily been an opportunity to say, well, we're not going to do it no more. And you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Some of these experiences and, and situations or opportunity, opportunities, you know, they're not going to be able to, you know, they might not do it no more. Um and so, you know, the guy was like, man, you know, we're hopefully going to bring them back in person. We stopped them because of COVID, but we hopefully going to bring them back in person after we seen the turnout here in Richmond. They're going to come back down to Richmond and keep doing it again. It's like the same thing like if you're a favorite artist, you know, they're not going to tour forever. They're not going to be on tour forever. Your favorite athlete, you're not going to be able to see that favorite athlete forever. 
You know, so you got a window. So you got to take those opportunities um, as well. And so, you know, you got to, some things just don't always last. And and actually nothing always lasts forever. Things have to come and go, you know. So, um, yeah, so I, I just, that's something that I really, you know, learned about myself in this whole process too um, since, you know, everything has been happening in the last couple of months. Um, and that leads me to kind of what has happened with the podcast name and logo, things like that. And all I was going to say about that is that, you know, we had to make a change. We had to make a rebrand because there was some um, business litigation that was going on between um, us and um, another podcast or business that has the same name as us. Um, and it was trademarked. And so we didn't want to infringe on that. Um, and so we ended up changing the name to G Taylor show. So from here on out, going forward, everything we call the G Taylor show. And as a person who prides himself on good sound business practices, um, good sound business morals, good sound business ethics, especially if I know what's at play, um, I'm gonna do my due diligence. And so, um, and I, I did my best to shift it and change it around within a short period of time sent off what I need to sent off, make sure. And I don't want to infringe on anybody's, you know, business or property or whatever they got going on. Um, I want to be separate because I would want, I respect the same thing from my side, but I feel like it was also, you know, a good wake up call for me. I was already thinking about some different transitions I need to make in my business and brand. And, you know, it was also a thing about saying, you know, saying, well, okay, now we need to, you know, pivot and figure out, what we need to do to enhance our business and brand. And obviously everybody, um, my old podcast is not named. It wasn't a business entity. Um, but you know, going forward, we might need to look at some things, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, wherever it's housed, you know, housed under refresh or not, or his own entity. So, um, so I'm appreciative of it, you know what I'm saying? And, but again, for my business acumen and, you know, my business ethics and morals, you know what I'm saying? I'm never going to, do that to anybody else's hustle or business name what they're trying to do with their own stuff you know what i'm saying so it was quick fast and hurry so from here on out it'll be the g taylor show um will i be doing interviews will i be doing more podcasts i don't know yet i'm still brainstorming trying to figure out where i want to take this podcast um i do know that i enjoy it but i'm trying to figure out time commitment content things that's going to be relevant but things is going to make everybody you know what i'm saying and entertain and engaged it will be shifting i will tell you this it'll shift more from a social work podcast i would say or i never really called it a social work podcast but it would shift some um i'm not just focusing on social work because i feel like i do so much stuff in social work that you can find me you know what i'm saying you can find information about it you can find information about me and social work you know i teach it so I don't know if I necessarily want to continue to make it a social work podcast or, you know, topics around that. Um, but I do will still probably reach out to social workers and mental health professionals and just talk about life. Cause my all, my ultimate goal is always to humanize us as professionals to make sure that people know that we're humans too. And we like certain things. It's just not, we dedicated our whole life and image and likeness to the field that we, um, credentialed in, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, we'll see about that going forward. Um, but that's where we're at for the G Taylor show. Um, let me know what you think be a good idea to, to listen to and to pop up around and 
if you want to hear the interviews again, um, things like that. Because I, I really feel like um, with everything going on in the world, you know what I'm saying, and it's the same thing I did with Sneakerhead Chronicles back in the day when we first had the pandemic. Like, it's enough to focus on the negative stuff. It's easy. But let's highlight some good. Let's highlight some happiness. Let's highlight some feel-good stories. Um, and let's stop. We don't have to highlight all the negative stuff because that's getting highlighted regardless. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, but also, you know, I think, too, it's always good to learn how people got through certain challenges as well because I think sometimes they're not enough of us sharing our stories and sharing how we got through certain things and challenges. We just sharing a good part of it. You know what I'm saying? Sharing the other side of how we got to where we got to. So, um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to you know, be thinking about. I'll be sitting here trying to figure that out. But, you know, from here on out, this be the G-Teller show, and we'll see where it takes us. Lastly, um, still promoting the social entrepreneurship thing um, and, 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 and social entrepreneurship uh, service, if anybody is open or needs help setting that up. You know, one of the things about social entrepreneurship is that you can solve problems or do social issues, tackle social issues while making a business out of it. Healthcare, pretty much, and mental health care, that's all of their whole model is. And so you want to make sure that you are um, in a position yourself should you um, should you want to get into this space, wherever it, you know, be therapy, mental health, whatever, right? You know, other things that can happen. So, um reach out let me know if you're interested um i can help out with that it's a new service that i have coming up that's been out there just haven't really had time to really push it and engage with it but you know and that also extends to if you want to you know learn how to figure out doing podcasting stuff like that um but i do know you know podcasting is podcasting but there is a big piece of push going to the video component so you got to be mindful of that, where everything is going. So, um, yeah, man, I don't got nothing else. I'm thinking I'm going to go take a nap because <laughs> I got notes to do. And I'm trying to, um, you know, also rest and practice good sound self-care. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, G-Teller Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all your digital streaming platforms. Um, subscribe, leave a review, comment, let me know what you think. Uh, reach out if you got some information or contacts or things you want to talk about or hear talk about but yeah man that's kind of catching up to where we are right now and where we're going going forward um and what's happening on my side man so um yeah y'all be easy man have a good week um stay safe have a safe memorial day and um i'll talk to y'all soon all right